I'm okay with the changes that are happening and I'm letting God just do what he has to do and take it all in. But yes, as you're getting your lip gloss pop, pop in, welcome guys to another week's episode of Eat Fruit Pod. I'm your girl Kay. And I'm your girl Killa. Four A's to you. Make sure you that because if I have to tell you that twice, I'm going to be pissed off. Okay. And welcome, guys. We took last week off and thank you for um, just showing your support and showing us that you still rock with us, even though we took that week off. Um, but before we get started into um, everything, <laughs> Kayla, I know I just went on a tangent a lot, but um, how was your week? How have you been? What's been happening? We haven't really talked much this week. I felt like I know we've both been in our rabbit hole, so there's a lot going on. And yeah, um, just a lot of shifts, just a lot of God talking to me, a lot of me having to figure out what I got to do next, shit falling to the wayside, shit blowing up in my face, the ground moving underneath me, but that's, that's fucking normal. That's usual shit. Yeah. Just another day in the life. That's what's going on. Legit. Yeah, man. How about you? Legit. Um, my week overall has been like great so far. I will say, like, I've had a few meetings that like I'm looking forward to what can happen. So thank God for that. Um, another week of not having uh COVID. So I will not take that for um for what is the word? Yeah, for granted. Because, you know, especially with flu season, everything upon us, like, it's becoming super crazy. So I'm hoping everyone out there is just staying as safe as possible, whatever that means to you, because I am not forcing that on anyone. But whatever being safe means to you, I hope you are practicing that. Um, and, yeah, I just, like, there's a lot of things that happen. I was just saying to Kelly, I definitely want to talk about um, certain things, but I don't want to talk about it yet because I just want to kind of finish going through the stages. But I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy upset. If that makes it, um, if that makes any sense, like I'm, I'm upset, but not like in a healthy, like unhealthy, like going outside and like, you know, doing all those releases, but I'm acknowledging everything that I'm feeling and thinking and not being afraid to like explore the thoughts more and being like, why do I feel like this? Why is it triggering me? And why is the conditioning hitting so hard? But it will make more sense when we talk about it. There's also like hard-hitting questions that most people are going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, that's what, that's what they talk about when you say doing the work, for being honest. Period. 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 So um, I'm thinking, Killa, that's pretty much how my week was. Um, I want to remind you guys to please continue to write us a review on either YouTube, on um, any of the listening DSPs, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, whatever you listen to us on. And um, let us know what you think. Give us a star rating. Help us to, like, see what's going on and moving up in those charts. Because these Toronto girls, we're going to be taking over. Killa, usually that's her response, but that is the shit I will say on the regular. <laughs> so that's what that is. Um, yeah, so moving forward, um, 
Unfortunately, we've had to say goodbye to Michael K. Williams and um, definitely want to send my condolences to him and his family and his fans and anyone that was just in support of him or affected uh, by this loss. By this loss, yeah. 100%. So today we're going to be about a celebration of Mr. Michael K. Williams because he was actually an extremely exceptional human being. I mean, we don't have nearly enough time to run through his like um, his filmography because, whoa, like those are credits like I've never seen before. But uh, he's had a very long career with um, dance, um, videos, TV series, movies, commercials, whatever you can think of. He has like these little interesting facts that I really love. Let's talk about some of the video, or just name off some of the videos that he's been. He's been in videos for Marilyn Manson. He was in the famous Freeway Hood classic, What We Do, as himself. Uh, he was even in the Ghostface Killer Love Don't Live Here Anymore video. And there's so many other videos. There's so many other, like, rap songs and stuff that he was part of. But I just started those because I love Ghostface Killer. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Freeway is the Hood Nigga classic. So we got that. We also know him. Uh, for famously being Mr. Omar Little on the wire. Can't forget that he's Can't the one forget. that like gave y'all hood niggas y'all y'all passes. Yeah. Don't forget about that. Uh, also as Chalky White on Boardwalk Empire. I never got into Boardwalk Empire, but I do remember it being shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I remember it because of him. <laughs> Actually, I'm like, what is this black man? What is this? But I never bothered to watch it because those aren't my thing. Um for the last couple of years, he's been smoking Greenwood on F is for family. Yes. So here was something that I found very interesting about him. Um, he was inspired by Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation, and it, it caused him to feel like he should get up, leave school, and his job, and become a dancer. Jeez. That that's is fire. Know. You that's, know, that's fire. Because he got up and he said, man, fuck this shit. I'm going to do what's in my heart. And <laughs> Michael K. Williams. That's some of the videos that he is in also he was on tour with michael sorry george michael and he's done tours and videos for madonna here's the here's here's the fact he choreographed pure love by crystal waters major all righty one thing that i've noticed about his story is that he it's very serendipitous and auspicious like a, he ha he lived a very beautiful life even though it was wasn't necessarily easy there's no way his life could have been easy it just wasn't set up that way yeah. but um he, he somehow his life turned his negatives into his positives mm. and one of those were his iconic scar the scar from here yeah. all the way down yeah he got it on his 25th birthday at a bar fight at a bar in, in queens jackson queens and that's kind of what helped catapult his career <laughs> as an actor. So that, oh. that was like crazy ass shit in my That's almost like Samuel L. Jackson with him uh, used thing you he used to be like a thing in the yeah, 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 <laughs> That's yeah. so fire. Okay. Yeah. Um number two, um, he was molested as a child, but he was very open about his um sexual confusion Ooh, after that. And he ended up being a major um, figure in the LGBT community for Black men who, one, have probably experienced that, 
or have had issues with their sexuality that they can't speak about. Now you have somebody that looks like you that represents you in that LGBT community. And he was actually well-respected for that. You know what I mean? He does have a child, but he was very open with the fact, he was also very open about the fact that he had mental health issues. And I just, I feel like he was some form of a light worker. We may not have understood what he was doing because he was just living in his life. And when you see people acting like, oh, well, you know, you got to do this to be successful. You got to be, you got to be successful. I look at his life and I see success all over. I see him kind of just like moving forward into his success as opposed to worrying about things that were going wrong. And I don't know what he was doing personally. I don't know what his processes were. I don't know any, any of that shit, but I'm looking at his legacy because I'm looking at his outcomes and they were major. You know yeah. what I mean? And I just wanted to celebrate that kid. I love that. Unfortunately, I was loving him off in his life and I was always repping him, but I don't want to talk about his death. I want to talk about how awesome that life was and the fact that like he done did his work. I don't even really feel like I to, to get into the circumstances as to why he's got I just feel like he did his work and no matter how it happened, his body of work is kind of just sitting there doing what it do. Well, let me, um, let me, <laughs> let me just list off as many as I can of some of the stuff he's been a part of. Um, the Kill Point, Love, that movie that was with Common, um, Snow on the Bluff, F is for Family, he did voiceover work in there, um, Black Market, Dispatches. And I really love that series. Um, shout outs to Vice because they're one of the few um, content creator digital media networks out there that um, similar to Hard White which is another one of the YouTube um, I just find like they really keep that realness and they don't shy away from telling those real journalistic like Fargo type stories so always love and respect so Black Market was I remember that series very vividly and like Michael K. Williams would be going to some serious places in the trenches heavy you would need a heavy co-sign to go in some of those places with a camera and I can always count on him to give us great um informational work like that anesthesia the philanthropist I think I love my wife Chris Rock um trapped in the closet um R. Kelly sorry guys um <laughs> they <laughs> they die by dawn <laughs> bullets the spoils of um the spoils before dying Ghostbusters, When We Rise, Brooklyn's Finest, Central Park Five, Life During Wartime, Kill the Messenger, The Road, The Django Unchained, The Public, um, Inherent Vice, When the Bow Breaks. That was that one with, um, I never quite watched it, but I remember it was being promoted with like Morris, um, Morris Chestnut, et cetera. Um, Belly Two, that was the one with like the game in it. Um, Captive, that was like a little series. I shouldn't say it was, it was a series. Arkansas, Robocop, um, Critical Thinking, Assassin's Creed. I don't care if I'm annoying you guys, I'm gonna go through these. The Purge, Triple Nine, Bessie, which I loved. Um, Queen Latifah also killed that. Um, I think he played like her love interest that like Bessie was kind of like, I don't wanna say dissing, but like, remember she was like a serious like alpha energy. Okay, The Gambler, The Sopranos, Community, Snitch. Um, that was yeah, Motherless Brooklyn, Twelve Years a Slave, Gone Baby Gone, and those were the days when Ben Affleck was like at his prime. Okay, um, sorry, Did you say Law and Order. No, 
um, doing hard time, the Red Sea Diving Resort, Superfly, um, the night of When They See Us, The Purge, Anarchy, Happen Leonard, Body Brokers, Boardwalk Empire, like you said, Lovecraft Country, and The Wire, which he's most um, famously known for. So um, there's a lot. And I also want to make note of, because I know, Killa, we didn't really want to get into um, that stigma that people try to point in terms of like how you know his soul left this earth but um you know that i watched the joe budden podcast um shout outs to them and their whole team and joe budden became very emotional um speaking on actually his relationship as you know usually the passing celebrities and a lot of people you know think and reflect on their time and i had no idea of um the relationship that uh, Michael K. Williams and Joe Budden had shared. And, you know, he was fighting through tears, just explaining actually that, you know, the church that his mother goes to every Sunday, Michael K. Williams actually had gone to that church um, religiously as well, every Sunday and different meetings and stuff as well. And through that, I guess, Joe, like seeing, seeing him there when like dropping off his mom or whatever, he too had been like, you know what? I'm going to come to church. And through that, they had actually built like, a you know, going to church, how that is after church. There's certain people that you kind of always hang out with or you have the reasonings after church. And that was the relationship that the three of them had built. So when people were kind of seeing those images that he was posting with his mom and Michael K. Williams, like, I'm, I cannot judge anyone's relationship, but just based on the experiences I've gone through, that seems like a really real connection and he was in tears speaking on just the fact of sometimes people like Michael K. Williams that have given us as you said possible light work out there and given us so much how like you have no we have no idea um the demons and what they're fighting with so much inside even though they're giving us so much light in life on a um consistent basis and you know the the work it takes to give that even though that is not what you may be feeling on the inside and you know through as well watching Joe Budden continuously and learning him more as I do you know with studying and stuff it's just like he's definitely fought a person that I put into that category as well so seeing him you know fighting through his tears explaining all of this um it really like I I, I, I empathize a lot and everyone else you know um, that is affected. That's why I made sure to say anyone that was triggered or affected by this because it brought up a lot. It brought up a lot. So once again, condolences to Michael K. Williams and thank you for everything that you have given. Um, if anything, I kind of always would put him and Don Cheadle, even though their bodies of work are different, but those were two Black kings that I was like, yo, they're in so much and they do a lot. Like Don Cheadle is one of, I don't know why people don't talk about it more, but he's one of like, honestly, my favorite actors um in the range of everyone to this day so um with people like michael k williams when you look at the bodies of work that they choose um simple to reasons why i love and you know he's not black but simple to reasons why i love actors like keanu reeves and i'm like every day i'm just like please don't say nothing racist or make nobody tell me you said nothing bad because i look at as an actor i know that the bodies of work they choose to be a part of if they are given the choice um that speaks to their work as we're seeing their body of work and i look at the things that michael k attaches himself to and it was as i said black market was a piece that always stuck with me because he went places that i never 
would have thought to go or think and understanding, you know, those black markets and those dark worlds and seeing the light of those people and not carrying the stigma that like main media would want us to think about these people. So thank you, King, and may you rest easy. Rest well. See you again. Yeah, see you again. <sighs> I hear that song that they play at every Jamaican um, funeral. Da, 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 da. And you will make it through. <laughs> everybody have all, everybody have all. <laughs> but rest easy, King. Like, rest easy for real. Amen. Thank you for living in your light, y'all. That, like, you think it's supposed to be the easiest thing, but it's the one thing that the world keeps telling you you have no right to do, and you just fucking did it. And you did it to the end. Facts. And thank you for leaving us with that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so moving forward, let's keep it on a light, a brighter note. Um, Killa, I remember, um, I want to say a couple months ago, but you were in my DM sending me about um, voting or in support of, it, if it wasn't you, it was either Shauna, I could be confusing it, but someone sent me to vote. And then no matter what story I would see from my Toronto um like girls that I love to support because I don't know y'all, some of y'all in real life, but I'd be, I'd be fucking with what I see on the gram. And um, I said, all right, whatever. It's a black girl from Toronto. Let me shove in this boat. I don't know what it will do, but let me shove in this boat. All right. And I know heavily every day I see and kill a story, like promo, promo, promo. And, and Shauna was so humble. Um, I didn't even put the two and two together. I was just like, whatever support, because that is what we talk about. So we got to practice what we preach. I'm um, similar to even like Antoinette in the past. She's gone for like stylist things or whatever. You, you send it to me. I'm a vote. I'm a vote because that's what we do. And so happy for Sasha, aka Flaza Couture. Um, she has won the Sheen X 100K challenge, and she was the one out only Canadian Toronto yelling that. And she came and she showed out, and everyone that was in support of her, Shana, I'm so proud of you. You know, now you're able to share the content of all like the sleepless time and all of that that you've been putting in with your ice <laughs> and you know just like doing what y'all do and there's a whole conversation I want to have about that but kill up <laughs> well that's my sister so obviously I'm having a, a joyous moment for my sister because if you know anything about Shauna you know Shauna is fashion and fashion is Shauna and Shauna's never wanted to do anything other than fashion and fashion's always been her life and it's never not been her life and that collection have been has been living in her head rent free for like 10 or 15 years I don't know if it has but I know it has and I seen those I seen the pieces and I was like that's my sister uh so Sasha congratulations like you're on fire I'm so happy for you but you know you know big sis is so happy for her sister yeah 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 all the all the conversations we've had and she's just like when is it going to be my time because my sister's not somebody that runs with the track but like she's she's very much like on her own tip and she's sometimes felt like being on her own tip has been something that's not helped her prosper but to know that she stayed on her own tip she's now shauna karasi and that means a whole lot in the fashion industry yes. 
Thank you, Lord. So let's play, let me play this clip. Every single person, everyone, like everyone, just everyone, like not one person was out of place. Every single person that was involved in this whole experience has literally changed my life. And like, I really would never dream that something like this would happen to me. Like you just feel like you know when you when you gotta get it out the mud, you're probably gonna have to get it out the mud your whole life. Oh, I'm right. so blessed and I'm so grateful to God for guiding me this whole way. Honestly, like I'm just so grateful to be here in this space, sharing it with you guys. They are literally so talented. Like I'm so happy. <laughs> that I'll be able to really, really do something. And that, like, who, who? I never met Sasha. I've worked with people that have worked with her, um, but I'm never one of those. And as people are learning more and more, um, I'm not one of those people from Toronto that are like, oh, you're not attached to this. I won't work with you. I won't support you or whatever. Somebody show me a black girl period. She could have been from whatever, but thank God she was from Toronto, where I was born and raised from, and definitely wanted to show my support in whatever capacity I could. And that just took a few digital clicks, literally. So um, I have been like following the story quietly on my little journalist. So seeing the end result, it was just really beautiful. And like, it inspired a couple of thoughts. I was hoping we can like, engage in this conversation. And that's why I want to play that clip. Because as you're speaking on how Shauna would like speak to you about things, and you can clearly hear Sasha being like, you know, when you when you're getting it out the mud and working out the mud, and, um, you know, another layer also being from Toronto, and we know how that out of the mud feels as well. And it, it, it was so beautiful. It was just like, it was so poetic. I think about like, as I said, from the time when people were sending me stuff to be like, here, like voting to like this end result, like it, it, especially, like I said, if you're from Toronto, especially you can do it. And this story is another story that I'm going to attach with Drake. I'm going to attach with the weekend and others and attach with Killa to be like, you can do it you can make it and like, do not stop. Like, and when you are prepared, let me tell you when I, when I first seen them Raptors pieces, those Raptors pieces, I had no idea. It was your sister killer. And I was like, this shit is fire. No idea. No linkage, no nothing. I was like, this is fire. Okay. Her, her seam, her seamstress work clean. Okay. When, when you put in those 10,000 hours, Ooh. and you remain consistent <laughs> and you follow and you remain true and in your light to what God has destined you to do. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Black women supporting each other, working together. They definitely have gone through a lot of dips and valleys and whatever. That is a part of the journey. And you got to respect the process, respect the journey, and do not stop for what you're going for. Don't let nobody that never done nothing of what you're trying to do or fathom anything come and kill your dreams and tell you how you're supposed to do it, how you got to do it. Nah, nah, you do it, you do it well. That that way, when the opportunity arises, the skill set was there, the preparation was there, the long nights of already staying up, having to probably 
put, create a whole piece and just fling it out because the shit just didn't look right. And being at the level and the caliber of designer, stylist, and all those women were in seamstress, like, you just got to throw it out and start all over because it's that, that, that's the bar that you're setting. That's what we're working towards. And that's what I don't want any less for myself. Fuck what other people want from me. I don't want any less for me, for myself. And all of that fruition and all that hard work. And this is not the only thing that Sasha and your sister and everyone has ever worked on, you know, but more like highlighting with Sasha and stuff where it's just like that girl's been putting in work. I've been seeing her promoting for body positivity, working with other people around the city, doing what she needs to do, showing up every day, regardless of what people showing up every day and showing up doesn't mean making a post on instagram showing up you can show up in so many different ways but you got to show up every day in some way killer shows up for bigkiller.com every day in some way i show up for downtownworld.com like we got to show up we got to show up for what we want and I'm so happy for these queens that they were out in LA, that they were out there with people of the status like Luxury Law. He's one of my favorite designers. Every time I, I don't even have to see his name, bro. I can see someone wearing something. I'm like, that's Luxury Law. That's Law Roach. I know it. I know it. Because that, and now we can look and be like, that's Shauna. <laughs> that's Sasha. That's Flaza Couture. Thank God. Thank God. That pretty much sums it up. And at the beginning and end of it, it's gone. But for me, it's also like, take the example, take the example and like really dissect it. That she said she did when you come up out of the mud, you feel like you're always going to be trying to come up out of the mud. And she just, she just felt like she's been blessed beyond what her vessel can hold. And she's grateful for it. And understand that, like, just take it even as, a glimmer of hope if you want because we have we're in times where people are telling you a bag of things there's a lot of misinformation running around and mm -hmm. it might be hard to keep your hope your hope and your faith up in the middle of like a whole bunch of conflicting um ideas and understand that that's not a mistake misinformation is a tactic because you can't actually manifest on anything other than the truth mm -hmm. so if you don't know what the truth is you can't manifest to get yourself in any other in any other position or situation so I'm saying, like, look at that and really, really take in the example of if you're feeling like you're in the mud, if you're feeling like you don't know what you want, if you're feeling like life is crazy right now, that there's definitely something coming and that your faith is actually more important than what the world is giving you right now. Like, miracles haven't stopped. Miracles are still happening. Miracles are still possible. People are still getting shit that they were never getting before. Like, it's a whole big world out there. God's still in control. You still got time. You still got possibilities. Like life is big and like, you're still here to live it. So just like take those things out of that as an example and like run. Yes. Yes. Like I can, like, there's so many angles of this that I could like dissect. And I would love to like, just discuss, because it's, it's just a prime example to just go off of based on everything we discuss on the show, you know, you know, Kill and I are always going to be talking about self-improvement, ways of just being a better human. That is what e EFP, EFRUPOD is about, you know what I mean? And literally, like, there's just so many levels to it. The fact that Sasha was able to know that she could secure a position in, in Shauna, 
secure a position. I'm sorry, I don't know the names of the other individual. I can only speak on, you know, but secure those names and know that those people were prepared and ready to go with her to where they needed to go. Similar, I know, you know, but we all know to some degree the story of Moses, you know what I mean? And he had that staff and he had to go through that water. And when they reached upon the water and, you know, it was there, niggas were like, where are we supposed to go now? Like, what the fuck is this? Where, where are we supposed to go right now? And whatever happened, however you sum up the story, but that staff went down and that sea parted. It parted ways that it wouldn't apart for anybody else. Why? Because they didn't have the staff. They didn't have the staff. You didn't have the key. Shauna, in this situation, she was leading with the staff. And when she opened, when she parted that motherfucking Red Sea, she let niggas in with her. And I will forever respect anyone that does that. I will forever respect anyone that does that because she could have simply went in there, been on her, oh, I'm from Toronto, this is me, ah, 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 and this is on me. Even within her midst of gratefulness and knowing that she had just won this whole competition, she still, you could see by how her fellow contestant people were even embracing her. You go on Downtown World Instagram, I posted the full IGTV from when they announced her name to, you know, them ending it, you know, but you can see the love that was in that room, despite it being LA people and however we may feel about that. I could, I was picking up the body language between the other people and, and Sasha, you know what I mean? And let's just state the obvious. She was the biggest one there. Size, belly, arm, neck. She was the biggest one there. Okay. And a lot of people would have fucking looked at that and been like, Who's this fat thing? She's not going to win. What's she going to address? Why did whatever body negative things people always got to say instead of being body positive? You know what I mean? And she ate that. It wasn't often no sympathy. You could even see in the clips when like Chloe was like interacting with her and stuff. Like I could, I could feel the energy of Chloe being like this girl. I'm about to link her as soon as this is done. I'm about to link her and have some fire stuff that nobody else has. Even better that her baby father's from Toronto, but you know, <laughs> you know, like in the sense of like the doors, sometimes when we look at shows like that, or even the fact of her being there, niggas are not going to talk about the fact that she had a cooking show with her dad that was doing really well on YouTube. Niggas are not going to talk about the fact that like that girl shows up all the time talking about stuff, going to events, as I said, styling people for their videos, working with anyone pretty much that will say yes. It comes with the proper energy. No one's going to talk about that. You know what I mean? No one's going to talk about, as she said, you can hear the pain. You can hear that in her voice when she was talking about out the mud. And you probably didn't see the physical clip, but um, La Roach was literally like praise dancing over the Zoom. His hands up to the Lord as she was breathing that, that speech. Because that, you could feel it, even though it was through the TV screen. And I want to let any of you know, especially if you're from Toronto and you're fighting from your dreams, do not stop. Keep going. Keep going. Do not stop. Like, that's the best way I could say it without, like, saying it over and over. Like, do not. Do not stop. Do not stop. It's your time. It's going to come. Cheer for others when it's time to cheer for them. Even if you feel like it's not happening for yourself because that's the shit that's going to help propel you further. Do it with a clean heart. Do it with a clean mind. 
like God will show up for you when it's time to show up for you. He will. There you go. That's what it is. Your big blessings. Shower it out. Pour it out. Met it out. It's a good thing. Yeah. It is. You can tell I'm, I'm super excited. So that is where I'll leave it. Congratulations to you ladies again. Shauna, you're always in support of us. And, um, you know, you always send love and light and anything that's happening with EFP. Kill a sister. So big up yourselves. It's a whole bloodline. It's a thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Today, we got receipts, dog. <laughs> more receipts. More receipts. More more and more. So we do, our, we do our taxes over here, and our dad's actually an accountant. Okay. So there you are. There you are, everyone. Was there anything else you wanted to like add about just this whole like experience? I mean, your sister, I know you like, obviously. No. You want to know why? Because when you're where you're supposed to be, you get what you're supposed to get. And that's my sister's story is that she's where she's supposed to be after everything she's fought for. And she fought for it because it was literally in her heart. Even before she knew what was in her heart, that shit was it. Fashion was in her heart. She is where she's supposed to be. This is nothing compared to what God's going to do for her. Oh, yeah. Why am I better putting my little request around now? Because <laughs> 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 that LA people, she's going to be hitting, she's going to be hitting you with the, um, like one of my other favorite um, inspirational stories like this, just like women from Toronto. I don't know if you know of um, the hairstylist Esther, but um her thing would have been like hair by e styles i think on social media um for me personally i'm like from the east end scarborough big ups yourself so basically west hill all of that um one of my friends is also like good friends with her so i kind of been in and around and just from her literally doing hair at g-way to doing it in a salon to do it like to like now when le legit celebrities come to the city they hit her up booking her most of the time. I don't even know if she's in the city. Like, you know what I mean? And that's another tangible story where I could be like, you know what I mean? Another the shop 20 ink girls. I see them start from where they started. Shout out to you guys, Steph, you know, and they start from where they start to now they have multiple locations all over the city and who knows to be soon international. So it's there. We just got to show up. We got to not be bad mind. We got to stay focused. Um, and that leads me to the point that I will um, just say here is that, um, sorry, I, I, shared, I shared a tweet off of like some thoughts I was having just through reading and stuff. And I'll just here share it with you. Um, so after you write your to-do list, write your to-be list. What do I need to be to complete this list? I need to be consistent. I need to be focused. I need to be positive. Um, so for me, things like, just as an example, um, I don't know. I want to be, my task today is to go to the gym and work out. Okay, great. That's the to-do list. But what is behind that? What do I need to be to get that task completed? I need to be focused. I need to be serious. Um, I need to be kind to myself because I'm usually not in that area. So that was just like another step of thinking that just like kind of helped blow my mind and help kind of put things in perspective. So I apply that to this. I apply that to 
whatever you're working towards in life and just in terms of just being mindful and present to whatever you're doing it's just what do i need to be yeah that's that's pretty much what it is it's just like take your life in your hands you're hearing a lot of things but like it's your life take it in your own hands and all of those things are initiatives that you're doing for yourself like you're so used to your job telling you when you're supposed to wake up and go leave your house you're used to a government telling you where and where you cannot go or whatever you can and cannot do whatever your rules are that you might think it's okay to put a little bit more respect on anybody else's ideas mm. thoughts, or points of view mm. but really like you should really be honing your point of view mm. like in the society we're very much taught that it's okay to police somebody else's point of view and i i think that's completely wrong i think you get yourself into trouble when you do that and for me it's just like really do that work on what you're going to be are you consistent are you are you are you showing up as the person that's going to receive that blessing and that is actually just a major 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 point that i completely agree with that's why i was silent i was just like yeah you know what i mean like there 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 are things that can work against you but in the in the whoop, i'm wearing shorts never mind acknowledging that right because I've been so guilty of that and that's why like it's just when it was coming out I was like wow because it's like I am a task person I am listless 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 I'm a list list for everything 
So it's like, why did I never think of that? Right? In your mind, you do, but something about writing it down alongside with that to-do list, it has been making a huge difference in my life and in my spirit and and in preparation to do these things. So one one thousand percent kill them. One thousand percent. Um Thank you. And I'm <laughs> so Killa also wants to discuss. Um, we were like, what does vulnerability like mean to you? What does it mean to you? To me, like, I feel like it's one of those things where it could mean like so many different things. But for the sake of this conversation, being vulnerable, I feel like is being present. and and like to further that like it's just this is just my personal opinion but it's just like I feel like it's to be present like to be vulnerable is to acknowledge what is happening like directly in front of you there's no facade there's no daydream there's no this isn't happening to me right now it's accepting literally the present what is what it what it is (laughs) like and what it isn't like and to me, that's like vulnerability. Um, and to me, that is beautiful because I feel like the more I'm like growing and learning and um, I'm almost 30, <laughs> where it's just like, and it's definitely Libra se- season. I'm seeing the skies doing like a lot, a lot. It's, it's definitely on the horizon. And for that sake, I will also say like, that is part of being a better human. I feel like the more vulnerable I've been making myself is the better experience I feel I've been having as a woman, as a human, as a Black person. Um, and the vulnerability doesn't always look pretty, I think, or feel good. Um, I've recently been getting into um, this Gandhi Gandhi's film. Like, I know of his story, but I'm watching, like, the film that's on um, Facebook not Facebook, Netflix. And I'm not finished yet. But at the beginning, like he's here talking to people and trying to convince the people of India to kind of like be as one. And a lot of the specific things he was talking about was the fact of like, he was like, we will, we will fight them. But we fight them because like, basically, he was explaining like, they're hurt. Like, yes, they will bruise us, they will hit us, they will do like, all of these things to us but we will not engage with that and it will not be short it will not be quick but eventually niggas will see that they are being cruel they they will basically see themselves through them being vulnerable like that's how i seen it so i was like and when you when you think about gandhi and who he is today and i'm looking at these beginning stages of before he was wearing the clothes, before he was arrested and started wearing um, clothes similar to what his jailmates were wearing in honor of them. You know what I mean? That's like Gandhi was vulnerable down to his very wife. When he started building the the ashram and like, he was like, yeah, you got to go clean like the toilet parts. And she came down like, I'm going to get, I'm your wife. You're Gandhi. Why are you sending me? To go to go clean no fucking toilet like and it was that whole he's like here that is not about that like just explaining to her like that is even the whole point of the ashram to begin with he's like if anything that's even more reason why you need to go and do this as my wife and if that's not the case then you need to leave 
And that's how serious this man was dedicated to being vulnerable. Because as much as you people don't, you know, we, we be black, we all, we all that, but that's a different conversation for another day. But you know what I mean? And seeing how they were treated. So that is what I will say. What do you think like vulnerability means to you like killer? it's definitely a positive concept mm. um for me vulnerability is a virtue in between truth and open-heartedness mm. i find that tapping into vulnerability like you've been taught that vulnerability leads to shame and i feel like that's just like something that was taught as a mistruth because you know i feel like vulnerability helps you manifest and anything that kind of helps you do that takes you out of play with the system um yeah i've had a like interesting journey with vulnerability that i'm so grateful for mm. where i realized that like vulnerability may have made me feel like i had to acknowledge shame but it made me it got me through it you know what i mean like vulnerability shifted as i started dealing with my trauma mm. vulnerability was something that i wouldn't want to touch because it would have had me open and my mm. trauma had me closed up Whereas now, I don't have that level of trauma anymore. And at this point, vulnerability is my story. It's mm. my honesty. That's what I'm using if I'm talking to anybody, because I don't know why God has me having some of these conversations. But my vulnerability helps me be carte blanche as fuck with anybody who's talking to me about what I've been through and what my story is and what my belief system is and why it is the way it is. It's also helped me stay honest. Like that vulnerability and being okay with it and tapping into it as opposed to like pushing it away has made it so that I can be very honest about what I've been through and not really feel victimized or feel a negative connotation along with my experiences, but it helps me actually sort through it, be introspective and be able to tell you what I got out of it. So this may have happened. It may have been lemons, but you don't even have to know about the lemons. You're just like, so I make lemonade. You understand? And that's, I, I definitely agree with your point of view on Gandhi that he, he definitely made sure to live a very like vulnerable life because he, you, you have to stay open hearted to get your blessings. You know what I mean? But also, you gotta, yeah, you gotta have that truth in order to build. Isn't that great? Like, we were like, I'm thinking about like, I, even as you're speaking, like the amount of times my mom has beat me or slapped me for your talk too much, your chat too much, not tell people that. Well, that is, there's a healthy boundary to that. I do agree with that. But like, in the way that we were raised, kill it. You know what I mean? Where it's like everything was kind of swept under the rug. God damn, shit was happening even directly there at home and your parents would even really, you know, discuss it with you. And to now be at this juncture in life to be like, my nigga, we were doing it wrong. And you, like you hit the nail on the head. It's the trauma, that conditioning. So yeah, we were taught to be like this, to close it off. But as I get older, I realize the more I, I'm, the more I'm being blessed and the more things are happening, it's always been in the States where I've been vulnerable with pure attention intention. Like, you know what I mean? Cause being vulnerable, vulnerable and vanity don't mix. Who vulnerability and vanity do not mix. And I see that because I think of social media and people are here sharing a lot of things, but a lot of these things are very vanity based and vanity filled. You know what I mean? And that is not being vulnerable. That is vanity. So we cannot confuse the two. 
that word stuck to my soul. I don't know who it, who it goes to, but really, I'm gonna leave it there. Correspond. They don't correspond. I do agree with that. Um, there are different levels to the shit, but I mean, in terms of the difference between the two of those, like if it's not testimony, it's vanity. Everything is vanity if it's not testimony, because vanity is just like it's there for no reason. It's a it's a it's it's a not a waste, but it's just it's what's the word frivolous yeah in the air and um yeah. yeah if it's not that if it's if it's not that it has to be testimony so for me like when it comes to the the vulnerability I wouldn't even look on the Instagram or, or on the internet to find it because the internet has taught us to be way too performative mm. you know what I mean? and once again that's the opposite that's that's me giving you what I want you to see not giving you what I am mm. I'm not telling my story openly there's no mm. openness to that, in my opinion. There mm. might, there could be some, but for me, what I'm seeing is like there's not this. Yeah. It just keeps, keeps becoming yeah. this, and then I, I, I give you what I want. Here, you take that. Yeah. That's what you're allowed to get. And I, I don't know. That's that's one of the things that I'm thinking about when it comes to the internet. I'm always thinking about mental mental health issues because I really, 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 really value my mind as a very special gift that God gave to me. And I've been thinking about that these days where like, I'm tired of watching everything be so performative. I also mm. don't want to be influenced to feel like being performative is the way to be successful. Ooh. I don't want to do that. I'm not feeling it. And I'm not really built for it. I'm like my sister. I'm a loner. <laughs> so I don't, I don't really feel like being part of that. And I, I don't want to say like, I don't like the internet, but it's just like, I feel like there's a lot of virtues that get pushed. And virtues like open-heartedness, virtues like kindness, honesty, vulnerability. Vulnerability is a very strong place to be. It's a very strong stance to take. It's an yep. extremely strong stance to take. Yep. And we've been told that it's something completely opposite. Yep. And I'm just I'm tired. I'm tired of like, I'm tired of the opposite being given to me. Like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're talking about Sha Sasha Gay. We're talking about Shauna Karasi. We're talking about Michael K. We're talking about all these great things that happen from people who had that open heart and who just decided to shine and be themselves and not think about what anybody thought about it, not close up, not do anything like that. And I, and I have to look and say, so what am I doing for myself at that point and bring it into what I'm doing? And I'm just like, I don't know if these like conflictions can keep happening personally for me. Like, I don't know if I, I want my eyes to keep seeing these conflicts, even though I know vulnerability is good. I don't know if I want to see what the internet's telling me anymore. And I haven't been on the internet maybe for the last week or so. And for me, it was just like, I'm not clocking, I'm not clocking into it. <laughs> I'm not clocking in to the yes. Instagram job. And I instantly felt better. Yeah. And yeah, and maybe, that I, maybe I just need to like take a little detox for a minute. But for me, it's just like, yo, what messages am I getting as somebody who is actually born a medium? I have to think about these things. And it all ties into what we're talking about, where it's like, you gotta be yourself. You can't really be worried about anything else. Like you're here to let your light shine. I'm an Oracle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like actually in real life. And I had to take that in, in the last couple of years. Yeah. I've worked in restaurants. I've worked corporate. I've worked this. I've worked that. blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, I am an Oracle. Being an Oracle is part of the I am for me. So for me, I actually have to sit down and say, how do you take care of yourself as an Oracle? Can you actually take some of these virtues or these missed virtues that are getting sent to you? Are they playing? Are they playing? Are they playing with that? Are they playing with that like center, that sensor 
Are you, are you able to receive the messages that you're supposed to receive? And those aren't things that everybody has to think about. That everybody has to think about those things. But I do. And I have to look at that and be like, I don't know right now if I can continue handling the misuse of virtues since we're speaking on like the vulnerabilities and stuff. You know what I mean? And like, sometimes it's hard when you know you do have a walk to kind of like do good for other people and you talk to somebody and they're lost in the sauce. Mm. And they're not lost in the sauce on some like, they just don't know, they're ignorant. No, they've been mistaught things and they really believe it. It's, it's really hard to sit down and tell somebody, no, vulnerability is your best friend. I promise you, vulnerability is your best friend. And, you know, they're kind of just like, well, my fear tells me that I need to put, put the dupes up and call it, call it a day. Like, kind of not feeling the switch out that we got to begin with. And that's, that's pretty much where I am with protecting my vulnerability, per se. But yeah. But I feel like when you say like protecting it, I don't feel like there is no protection for it. Like that's the real, that's really being like, like you said, it's, it's, it's stronger than people with guns and stuff like that. have people with guns with a whole media team that can run behind it and make their lives look true. And they're going to your eyes, your vulnerability, your, 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 your ability to trust and have faith in the things that you stand on gets shattered or it gets shook. And not everybody can handle being shook and dropping certain, a certain amount of fruit. They can't handle it. Not everybody can, not everybody's there in their walk. Maybe I am now, but that's because I went through enough shit on my own to sort through it and realize what I was clinging to, what I was thriving, what, what, what principles and concepts were I really, was I really taking in and making use of in those moments. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's the, it's the hypnopedia. It's the conditioning. It's what's coming to your eyes. I haven't been on Instagram and I can tell you I've gotten my downloads and I always get downloads, but I've only gotten downloads in the last week. I haven't been taking in any other random messages. There's a lot of messages that are out there that look like the truth, yeah. but really they're adjacent to the truth. Yeah. So they're running along parallel, but they're not the same thing. Either it is or it isn't. There's very little in between. You are or you're not. And I don't like that. As somebody who is a medium and an oracle, I don't like it. Because now I have to do more work to get rid of the shit that's not for me. That's not how your brain works. Your brain takes it in as long as it seeps in. Seeps it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I was going to say. I feel like um, with, with like, even in your situation where you're, you know, taking a bit of a social media cleanse or whatever, like, and now in 2021, I see that as like the new, um, not the new, but like a new form of vulnerability where it's just like, I am really happy for people when they're able, or they have the luxury and can plug out and do that. To me, that is like a 2021 version of what being vulnerable looks like, because as soon as you tell anyone in this day, oh, I don't have Instagram, or I don't, they're looking at you like, you're crazy. Like, what? Like, are you a human? Like, how are you surviving? Like, that's how it is. So it's just like, when you're able to consciously plug out of that and be okay, like, even sometimes I I definitely, like, I, I find myself reaching for my phone before my cup of tea. Nah, I literally am actively now stopping myself and being like, or if I'm noticing 
my body's natural reaction. I I ain't doing shit. I'm just relaxing. Why is my natural reaction to pick up my phone? You know what I mean? But that's that's conversations we know about. But being vulnerable, yeah, I definitely see it as something positive, as something beneficial, something great, because that is a huge representation of governing yourself. Because vulnerability is that, knowing that whatever's outside of like governing yourself, that is just what happens outside of, you know what I mean? You can still only, even like the beginning of the Gandhi movie, it literally starts with him getting shot like in broad daylight with like bare people around him like and he was just walking and you're thinking in your mind especially times like today like where was the security why is he wearing a bulletproof but to like ironically we're having this conversation and watching this and i'm like yo that is like the like a peak of being vulnerable he was with the people regardless of that what that meant if you feel to have done that to me well then it's just my time to go mm-hmm. and it's just like who like <laughs> the strength like in sorry Hilla. i feel like that i'm just a quick interjection what you just said that like it's your time to go i feel like a lot of people were taught to fear that as opposed to like taking in the space between that and what it is that they're doing with it that. Like, <laughs> time to go like i really feel like michael k did his work I don't, I don't feel sad. No, I'm not going to see him in amazing movies anymore. Yeah. When I look at back at what he left, he spoke to me. Yeah. What he left. Yeah. And I just, it's the same thing. Like, it's not, it's like, don't be afraid to go. Like, be more concerned with using what you got. Yes. Sorry, just interjection. No, no, no. I think that that's like hitting, hitting, like, when you said it when you said it i was like that the fact that like it might be time to go and you're not supposed to be so like hooked up on when it's time to go it's like not everybody dies sorry everybody dies but not everybody lives Mm. like what did you live Mm. did you live and then who knows what happens like i can't be upset about michael k and that's why i didn't want to talk about the circumstances Mm. i wanted to talk about all these awesome things that him embracing his life brought to us we yeah. just thought that they were movies and videos and him looking like yeah. the person he's supposed to look like on set. But yeah. really, just like, I, I made the choice to be this person because this is who I thought I was supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. every, honestly, I'm flashing because you guys know I'm a TV show lover. I'm a movie lover. Like, I always have references for days. But, like, I'm sitting here reflecting as you're saying that, Killa, and I'm like, every one of those like documentary type or like biopic movies that I've watched in that interchanging moment that the movie like portrays for them. It was literally, literally the moment when they decided to become vulnerable. When I felt like I was at home and I had enough of what was happening around me. And yes, I was too young and all these things, but I said to myself, based on the conversation we're having now that I'm reflecting I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm okay with that. Whatever that cost is. Because in here, it was too much toxic. It was too much. It wasn't allowing me to be myself. Even though it wasn't fitting. And we were, I was conditioned at that time to think, yo, if you're not fitting into what's happening around here, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And there's no right or wrong in the situation. It's just, yo, like, I was ready to be vulnerable. 
Word. Michael K. Williams, I was watching a video with him dancing. Um, one of those, like, you know, like in New York, whatever, yeah, the parks, ballparks, everyone just kind of chill, man's playing chess and stuff. And he was going in with the dancing and he looks fire. And like, you know, sometimes, I don't know for you, but I remember younger being like at church and like sometimes you see like during praise and worship how certain people would just get into it and that in a sense you would see that reflecting and literally vibrating to the room because I went to a Pentecostal church um which similar to Baptist for those you watching so it was just like through that reaction in the room you would see people literally getting into spirit and it's just like that when someone decides to be vulnerable look at the change it invokes on everywhere else like 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 being around you, Killa, I have no choice but to be vulnerable. But to, but to like, and that's what being around you invokes out of me. You know what I mean? So it's just like when, and, and like, and, and those of y'all that don't know Killa, Killa is Killa. So it's just like, that is so strong and beautiful. And like, I know I always talk about, but like, I really like admire that about you and people that are able to do that because look, it, it forces the others around you to change, whether they want to admit it or not. How do you deal with someone that's governing of themselves? How do you deal with someone that knows themselves, that knows, no, I'm not doing this right now. And it's not a further conversation. It's not up for opinion. That's being vulnerable. Like, who? Yeah, so I am with it. I feel like in through, like, Sasha was vulnerable. She didn't you know, Shauna Karasi wasn't vulnerable. She didn't say, oh, girl, you need me to go to LA with you? Oh, that's too much. It's <laughs> Nah, they were like, yo, nigga, we don't know what's about to happen, but we're about to get flewed out to LA and do what needs to be done. Vulnerability. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Amen in chat. <laughs> right? Right, right. Like I've been wanting to take so much notes throughout this. I'm gonna just have to watch back and write it down after. Honestly, I feel like this episode. You know, when you're in New Orleans and they have the funerals, but it's a whole party down the street, and everybody's just like, "We love you, nigga. You my nigga. I'll remember you forever. I'ma name my first child after you. What? You and you left me. Yeah, all the way through. All the way through. Funeral. I'm just like, I love that. Not saying that it's my time, but I kind of want that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> want everybody fucking losing their shit. Yeah, and just freeing up themselves. Honestly, Not- I've been I've been entertaining um, the thought more of that. Like even when we're speaking on all those, but we could definitely have that conversation another time. But like, like it's definitely made me think about. Like you said it perfectly a couple sentences ago, Killer, where you're just like, "Yo, yeah, the, the dying." But what did you do? when you were here what did you do with that time and I'm definitely reflecting on that more and it's it's not about me but I'm definitely going to be as vulnerable as God needs me to be to get the work done to get the work done and wherever that leads me thank you God from now forever morning till night thank you God you know what the fun thing is like people hear you say things like it's not about me and you're just like what it's it's not about so what why 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 would you want me to do that because at the end of the day it's not about you but it runs right back into you you know what I'm saying like you fulfilling your destiny, even if you don't think that it pertains to you, it pours back into you. And that's when you're actually happy. That's when you're actually feeling like you're successful. That's when you're actually just sitting there and looking at the clouds move 
because you don't have a zillion effing things in your mind making you feel like you can't enjoy the little and the big things that's so that is pretty pretty large indeed everybody dies but not everybody lives and that's all up to you one thousand percent so um what else did you want to discuss killer honestly um yeah i don't know i'm good were you down for psychedelics today or you're not really about psychedelics today? i am like let's go for it awesome yeah well i mean because i don't want to talk about it there's all sorts of other things that come out of it and that's what I'm loving about this episode is that in life, there's death and in death, there's life. So I was thinking about the fact that Mr. Williams um, was very open about a lot of the things that he was working on. And like you said, with the Joe Budden situation, it kind of shows you that light workers don't always have it the easiest. But, you know, it's just about it's just about how much balls you kind of have within yourself to say, who cares? This is my experience and I'm going to I'm going to do what's best with it. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, for a man that seemed so vibrant and knew he did have like certain things that he was working on, would he have benefited from like treatment with psychedelics for mental health issues or even for addiction issues? And it's something that is resurfacing now in the last maybe five years, I'll say, mm-hmm. that like we're, we're back to trying to get into research when it comes to psychedelics. But I've seen a lot of treatments with magic mushrooms or LSD that have actually helped people even in this day and age now that we're opening back up to it. But it was something that um, scientists were looking into in the 1950s and they found a lot of promising results, but off the strength that it was a controlled substance and we had the whole war on drugs, um, research for those kind of things got shut down and it just became blackballed as um, a schedule one narcotic, which I keep finding interesting that a drug like marijuana or a drug or like I'll say magic mushrooms can be considered a schedule one narcotic when in order for you to have that it has to have absolutely no medicinal value <laughs> here we are again so like shrooms is that new is that new ticket to like life life and really I'm looking at the drug situation with the with the pharmaceuticals like are you still trusting pharmaceuticals in this day and age I'm asking you that. I'm going to give you a second to answer. Everybody oh, you're else, asking, oh, yeah. asking you. I'm asking anybody who's listening. Do you still believe in pharmaceuticals? My uncle was giving me this, this showed me this thing about like the medicine man versus the doctor and how we've been conditioned to buy into the medicine man, sorry, into the doctor and not believe in the medicine man. When low key, the doctors are taking the, the premises from the, and the ingredients from the medicine man Crush off to dry your mushrooms outside and crush yeah. them up and put them in a tea and that's not psychedelic there's medicinal mushrooms too that are not psychedelic that also help and it's like we don't know to trust to trust the earth but also to trust our instincts we're trusting in what's been what what's what replaced those things and i feel like it's yet another bridge when it comes to to health and care and I was just gonna ask, like, if you had the opportunity to do a guided um, trip that was supposed to help you maybe with a block, a breakthrough, or with an issue that you felt like you were toiling with, would you do it? Would you be open to like an alternative method? method, method? Also, like if you were on antidepressants, 
would you think of an alternative um, treatment with, say, microdosing of um, psychedelics or mag mag magic mushrooms or something like that? Would you be open to that? And if if so, why? If not, why? Um. Well, we've definitely had conversations about this. And I definitely... Yeah, like, we've definitely had conversations about it, and, like, I'm open to it. I'm just, like, obviously wanting to build more information and knowing, like, how I'd respond and everything. But based on, like, what I've heard, it's definitely something that I would uh, try. And, like, I definitely, the more and more, as I said, like, learning about stuff and the separation between, like, the holistic or the medicine man and, like, our doctors, like, one it's 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 such a system it is such a system and as most of us are learning now and know so with that being said I'm even mindful of how or the things I even share with my doctor these days because they are conditioned to respond in a certain way and you can lose your rights <laughs> does, that, does that scare you at all definitely but now that I'm aware of it and as Black people, we've had a lot of practice on how, in, how, how to maneuver in different worlds while being us, i.e. in corporate worlds, all of that, talking to our, as Black people all the time, we'll talk about putting on our white voice and stuff like that. So in that sense, it doesn't make me, like, we're already equipped to kind of deal with situations where we got to, you know, adapt in that sense. But the only thing, yeah, like I've even heard about stuff like the DTA. I know Mike Tyson, a lot of people are always talking about it. I would definitely just in terms of stuff that we talked about, wanting to like learn on my purpose more and being more into it's like my ancestors for those reasons, um, I would definitely be more open to taking something like that. And like even with um, Michael K. Williams or people that may use drugs a lot or whatever, to be honest, I remember even like taking classes and learning stuff about like people who even have suffered from alcoholism and stuff like that. But you cannot just stop like taking it. Like whatever it is, you cannot just stop like cold turkey taking it, especially if you're at a certain um, level of like drinking or taking certain drugs. Like you have literally have to be slowly weaned off of it. Even a baby, because um, those of you who want to like be judgmental and shit, even babies that when they're born and they're not able to go with their parents right away and you'll see them in that incubator at the hospital and they're being super drugged up, let's be honest, there's a reason why the doctors leave your ute for like a week or, or however extra after they're done fully treating your child because you literally have to be slowly, slowly weaned off of whatever you're taking. You can't just cold turkey stop like that because that's actually what sends you into other states of like schizophrenia, all that other stuff. So I, um, I 1000% like, yeah, <laughs> I would yeah. be, I'd be with it. And when you look at like the side effects of like mushrooms versus the side effects of like antidepressants, the down is way like, <laughs> yeah. day and night. it's like, Hey, don't take as much mushrooms and you won't feel so crazy during your trip. You know what yeah. I mean? Like all you got to do is adjust 
your, your dosage. And obviously somebody's going to have to assess whether or not you are right for that particular type of therapy. But I think we just have to have an open mind about what drugs are and what, um, I'm going to choose this word, what, um, health solutions really are. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you look at a, a bottle of pills and as much as you consider them drugs, your mind says that's the solution, but that is actually, that is actually drugs. If you want to put a war on something, put a war on that synthetic shit that kills your liver and your kidneys, but then also gives you a bag of side effects that you never asked for to fix something that it doesn't actually fix. It just deals with the symptoms of interesting versus something like a psychedelic mushroom that might make you see kaleidoscopes like my shirt, but at the same time, it'll help you it'll, it, it, it'll help your brain fire in ways that it hasn't been able to fire in the last five years. So you get to use all sorts of neurons and brain passages that can actually help you come up to a solution. And at the end of it, you feel uplifted and happy. And, and the only real side effect is you might shed five tears. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're going to therapy to understand wow. that anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, having that open mind and once again, decolonizing and just kind of like sifting through your conditioning and figuring out what's really, what's really serving you versus, versus what's not serving you in this day and age That's and true. having that open mind to say, all right, well, I mean, what you said ain't necessarily what it is. So I'm going to try this over here. Cause like, it's about track records at this point. Okay. And I'm excited for the future of um, psychedelics. Cause we started that conversation again. And I was looking into the research they started bringing that research back um, shout out to um, Vellum Health who is a shroom company and is actually owned half Jamaican owned okay, okay. Uh, yeah and like I always I'm, I'm not afraid to take drugs <laughs> uh, I fit the profile for somebody that's supposed to take drugs and that's another thing that I'm saying with Mr. K. Williams why I really feel like his job was to be a light worker because there's just certain things about certain personalities that aren't supposed to be afraid of the unknown mm. so being super intelligent and not being afraid of the unknown you're gonna take drugs i have no problem with drugs mm. do i research while gone before i even think about those drugs yeah people are like oh so have you taken coke no oh you know i tried it once cool i researched it and i don't really like the effects on your body i don't like how it interacts with your body it kills like soft tissues in certain places i don't want to take that so i i, I would i wouldn't but like I researched LSD one day, my friends were like, Hey, we want to take LSD today. Do you want to? And I was just like, I'm not opposed to it, but I'm going to go research it. And when I researched it X amount of years ago, that's when I found out about all of the psychedelic research yeah. and like helping people with their mental health and addiction and all that kind of stuff. But like it, 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 it wasn't really the thing, you know what I'm saying? But like I was able to do a certain amount of research before I even took shrooms before Tilly was like, yo, take this microdose. Yo, don't eat no meat and let's let's take these shrooms. And to like build the relationship that I build with these little mushrooms is actually awesome. My cousin came over maybe about a week ago. Shout outs to cousin Cher. She came through and like she brought a, she brought a she brought a little mushroom and she's like, I don't know if this is enough to have a trip. And that like that day like, that's more than enough. No, actually it's not. <laughs> this oh. is not. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying like a whole, I was like, oh shit, that's more than yeah, a little mushroom. It was like, the cap was like that big. Okay. Like, side note is that morning we had a very serious conversation and 
it was one of those like we realized that this is a this is the end of a huge phase in both of our lives and like things are happening and like you kind of have to toil with what you think you know or what you've been taught about an ending Mm -hmm. when you're coming to an ending because like your natural your natural inclination is to hold on but also to instantly start mourning what you think you're going to lose Mm. so that's that's the basis of the huge huge conversation she came with the shroom this big she's like I don't know if this is enough for like a journey and I was like no it's not but it will go together with the hero dose I've been saving for my huge fucking brain let's split that and we did it and like remember I told you and see that it was it was me getting brought to the burning bush to have a conversation with the burning bush. Yeah. I don't need that right now. So when she, when she brought it up, I was like, I don't know. I thought about it, you know, the other day, but I, I don't feel like I'm in need of a breakthrough right now. And we took it anyway, because it was one of those, like, yo, if we're going through it, might as well. Let's just, let's just do it. And it it. it was a great experience because now I'm realizing that my intuition is tapping into the shrooms now. So now when I'm getting downloads, my downloads are different. I'm getting downloads while I'm high. You understand? Mm. And like to anybody listening, they're like, what the fuck is this girl talking about? No, what? No shit. You get downloads when you're high because you're high. Ha, 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 ha. And I'm just like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, You you feel the change and you feel the level of participation that you have in these downloads. You don't feel like things are happening to you. And I'm looking at how like God was like, all right, cool. You shared your last hero dose that you, because re- I've never hallucinated. Yeah. And I want to, I want to know, I want to know all these things. Like I started off slow. I did the microdosing. I did the microdosing. Um, I figured out how it, I kind of feel about it. I got comfortable. I also talked to people who, who did shrooms. Yeah. But also side note, shrooms kept coming up in the conversation and people kept making sure that I understood it's a spiritual aid, you know, it's not a party yeah. drug. Like you gotta, you gotta take that stigma away from it. Didn't mean yeah. to, but whatever. it just kept coming to me. And knowing that this is what's going on just from, just from like doing my own research and kind of like going for it myself. It's, it's been an interesting like ride. And I feel like shroom should be part of my life forever. I'm now going to have mushroom farms because at the end of the day, I watched that documentary and I was like, it's not about the high, it's about the healing. And like, imagine you can just grow these little things out of the earth that are as old as humans, if not maybe slightly older as humans and like carry all this knowledge in their, in their neural cells that we can process in our brain. Yeah. You know what I'm like I'm here for shrooms. I'm totally a hundred percent advocate of it. And I just kind of brought it up on some like, hey, are you ready to let go of the stigma? Or like, would you be willing to like research through it and see whether or not like it's a better option for you? And I I, I still feel like it's kind of new and most people would be like, but it's shrooms, but it's drugs, but it's shrooms, but it's drugs. And I'm like, but take Tylenol and Advil and aspirin you know every what I'm saying? day. Like, but there's okay. more possibilities out there. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And I was also thinking like, I have friends that are actually studying to become like, um, meditation guides. And like, they're, they're saying that, Hey, if you do need a breakthrough, you can do shrooms with me so that you're not necessarily going down this road by yourself. And it's like, it's, it's what you don't know. That's really has you tripped up on it. Yeah. No. Right. So I'm just like, there's all these options that aren't necessarily like, Pfizer 
You know what I mean? Like Johnson and Johnson are formerly known as Johnson and Johnson or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like it's not packaged in plastic, literally or figuratively. And it's just like, sometimes you have to put some light on something that hasn't been made the path of least resistance. Yeah. I like shrooms. <laughs> All right, guys. So you have it there. Kilo of shrooms. Um, I've never done, but you know, who knows, who knows, who knows, right? Um, so that was a very beautiful conversation today. I hope you guys were um, blessed in some capacity. I definitely was. I felt like we had church today. Um, <laughs> and thank you guys once again for your support. And uh, the CLB project did come out. I have been listening religiously. This is not a music podcast, so that's why we're not doing no review or nothing. But what I will... Um, leave you with is one of my favorite lines <laughs> from um the drake album and in the song he says you know love you don't love me like my child <laughs> and it's just as toronto man as you can get so i'll leave it with that shout out to clb is great right now canada has a top 10 out of the hot 100 on the billboard which is like it's a great i disagree with what i've heard so far disagree i want take care of drake back i want drake you don't know love you don't let me let my child i want him to bring back his genius and stop pushing this fuck boy rhetoric stop it now it's the same with everything else like i'm tired i'm tired of like i'm tired of the system telling me what the fuck it is i'm supposed to be thinking if i see somebody with a great mind i want them to use it a little bit better other than telling me about galchester and who he he, he, in the streets when he ain't in in these streets Jeez, jeez. You're a genius to look better. No lie. Honestly, but I'll leave that, I'll leave that alone. So yeah, support and be vulnerable. I feel like test it out, test it out, dip your toe. And it doesn't have to be something big. It could be with food. It could be with, um, I don't know, a conversation, someone. It could be something of yourself. But practice a little bit of vulnerability this week, as I will continue to do so. And just have it with an open mind and see how that goes. Um, and let us know how it goes. Like, I definitely, as I said, I've been practicing it more. And I've been having a lot of beautiful results. So I hope it is um, the same for y'all. And um, Killa. Shout outs to uh, your merch and Scrubs Day. I definitely want that shirt. Like, I don't know if you want to give off that one that you're wearing today, like on your back, but I want that one. Those are the ones you're at your friend's house. And you just, thanks, killer. <laughs> so yeah, I am that friend. I come by your house. Do you have socks? Do you have, I'm wearing your shit. So <laughs> hide your shirt. If you don't want me to take it, I'll tell you from now. See that if y'all don't buy it, she gonna pick it. So the I love that was super fire. <laughs> Thank you. Fire. Yeah, I love the color con. Like you got it on on points. Yeah. So um, love you guys. I really love this conversation. I hope you are blessed. Let's practice some vulnerability, Killa. Yeah, sending out that. all-natural scrubs and butters for smooth and glowing skin. Visit and support at SantLisiSkin.com. That's S-T-L-I-S 
skin.com. And please follow and support on IG and Facebook at Skin. Follow and support Icy Little Tings on Instagram for custom diamante and beaded jewelry, specializing in waist beads and fetish harnesses. Icy Little Tings, adorning queens of all shapes and sizes. Celebrating melanin and the life and times of Big Killa through photography, please visit and support BigKilla.com. That's B I G K I L L A A A A dot com for official Big Killa artful merch and all things Big Killa. And please be sure to follow and show some love to your girl on IG and Twitter at Big Killa with four A's.